feel like Dad Hagen used to get sometimes in the Holy Ghost meetings. Any of you ever been in a Holy Ghost meeting with Brother Kenneth Hagen? He's been administered here in our church several times or watched him online. But sometimes in these Holy Ghost meetings, the Spirit of God would get on him real heavy and he would go dumb. Remember that? He'd go... And nothing would come out. It would just go dumb. And so I said, about the past 29 years, I feel like sometimes the best thing to do is just go dumb. Because... There's lots of things that could be said, but there's plenty of things that shouldn't be said. And so <laughs> we'll just let the Spirit of God say it, okay? <laughs> it's been quite a ride, amen? <laughs> but praise God, it's been good, and we rejoice, and we are thankful for everything that the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Just in the past four years, we've been moved into this beautiful facility. I'm excited about that. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. How about you? Glory be to God. So tonight, we're just going to spend a little bit of time just being thankful, looking at some scriptures about how big our God is and what wondrous things he has done. And guess what? He will continue to do. And it's not about Pastor Mark and Pastor Brenda. It's about God and His faithfulness and His goodness. And we as a church rejoice together. Because guess what? If there weren't any people in the church, there wouldn't be any Heart of the Bay Christian Center. We couldn't do it by ourselves. God has sent wonderful people to join together with the vision. And together we are experiencing a miracle. Hallelujah. And a ministry. Praise the Lord. So turn with me over to Psalms 105. I just got a few little exhortation comments tonight. But it is a good night to remember and to give thanks. We're going to be looking at this verse of scripture out of the Amplified Version. Psalms 105 verse 1 through 5. I'm just going to read the word. How many of you love the word? The word of God speaks for itself. Hallelujah. We are thankful. It says here in Psalms 105 verse 1 in the Amplified. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his doings among the people. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Meditate and talk of all his marvelous deeds and devoutly praise them. Let's just for a minute, let's just rejoice over all his marvelous deeds. Oh, Father, we thank you for the great and the mighty things that you have done. Great are you and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. His marvelous deeds. Then it goes on in verse 3. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek and require the Lord as their necessary, as their indispensable necessity. Now let's look at verse 4. Hallelujah. Seek, inquire of. For the Lord and crave him and his strength, his might and inflexibility to temptation. Seek and require his face and his presence continually evermore. Now verse 5, this is what I want to rejoice in. 
earnestly remember the deeds that he has done. His miracles and his wonders, the judgment and sentences which he performed upon his enemies. Well, we're not going to camp on that part, but you know, even that is a good thing to remember how God has delivered you out of the hand of the enemy. Aren't you thankful that no weapon formed against us will prosper? Our God is a delivering God. Our God is a God that is greater than any situation or any circumstance. There's nothing that has come up against us that our God hasn't given us the overcoming power. We're to stop and we are to remember and we are to remind ourselves and we are to rejoice in the goodness of our God. Rejoice in his delivering power. Rejoice in his overcoming power. Rejoice. Hallelujah. In the Lord. Glory to God. It says here earnestly remember the marvelous deeds that he has done. His miracles and his wonders. You know, some of you tonight, it's really a miracle that you are alive. It's a sign and a wonder that you didn't do something stupid at the hand of the enemy and your life taken out short. Think about it. God's hand was upon you for good. God saw to it that you didn't die in that car accident. God saw to it that you didn't get beat to death in that bar. God saw to it that you didn't overdose on drugs. Remember his marvelous deeds. He delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt in style, in glorious style. But what has he delivered you out of? We don't live in our past, but I'm telling you, it's good to just stop and to remember the goodness of our God. If God did it for you, then guess what? He'll do it again. God's done some marvelous things for our church. The very fact that we are sitting in this building is a divine intervention. It's a marvelous act. It's a supernatural deed of the Father. I was just thinking about it yesterday as we were preparing some things for our teaching in Samoa. I'm going to be teaching on the Spirit-led life. And I was just sitting there in my room just meditating and rehearsing the victories after victory after victory that God God has done for us the victory that was won for us, even at the city council. Glory be to God that we got our permit. Hallelujah. Pam, I was singing about that Sunday night prayer meeting before we went into the city council meeting and she came up to me and she said, you know, pastor, I have in my heart that we're going to get a seven zero vote. And you know, we'd had some, there'd been some ugly things said by some of those council members, even by the mayor. And I remember I may even said it to her. Well, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a seven zero, it could be four, three, it could be five. I have to, you know, trying to be a good little pastor. I don't want to discourage her if it's not a seven zero. But you know what? God gave us a seven zero vote. That is a marvelous, marvelous deed. It says 
earnestly remember the marvelous deeds, his miracles, and his wonders. What kind of miracle have you seen him perform? What kind of wonder has he done in your life? We should never lose our awe of God. We ought to be having awe, God, you're so wonderful moments continually in our life. And if we will live on the happy side of life and magnify him, guess what? You'll see more and more marvelous deeds performed in your life. Of course, the enemy's going to rise up his head. That's why he said how the devil, it said here, how the enemy, how did it say there in the last part of that verse, has pronounced judgment upon his enemies. Well, that tells us that the enemy is someone to be contended with. But we don't live there. We live on the fact that we're going to remember that God always causes us to triumph. And that God defeats our enemies every time. So what kind of deeds does he perform? Marvelous, miraculous, wondrous things. Not barely get out, not almost died, not lost everything, not God about failed. No! Marvelous deeds, wondrous things to perform. Now let's look over at Isaiah chapter 55. Everybody glad to be here? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Isaiah 55, and we'll look at this in the, I'm going to probably read the New King James Version, verse 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Still getting used to my new Bible. I know those verses are in there, but they're not on the same page. (laughs) It looks different. Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I was thinking about even how Pastor Mark and I ended up here in the Bay Area. We had a word from God. We had a word that said, go west, young man, go west. So what did we do? We loaded up our citation like the Beverly Hillbillies, except we didn't go to Beverly Hillbillies. Hills, we came a little bit north. Loaded up the truck and we moved to Beverly. You know what I'm saying? Under the witness of the Holy Spirit by a word from God. And as I was looking at that, that just came in my spirit today. His word shall not return unto me void. Of course, that means when we speak the word, when we act on the word, it won't return void. It prospers. But when you get a word from God in your spirit, when it just it sets off on the inside of you, and I'm not talking about lightning in the sky and thunder and a voice from heaven. We didn't have any of that. We had an inward witness, but it was a word from heaven. And when you have that ability, when you yield to that word from heaven and you obey and you step out, 
out, it won't return void. All of us today are the fruit of that word from heaven. Go to California and start a church in the Bay Area. And that word continues to produce because it was a word from God and it won't return void. God's speaking words to each and every one of us. God's got assignments. God's got plans. God's got purposes for every one of us. And it is his purpose that will stand when you hear from heaven. Hang on to it. Grab hold of it. Don't let it depart. Water it by praying in the spirit. And don't let that dream or that vision die. Hallelujah. It will prosper. One word from heaven can change your life forever. Aren't you glad that you heard the word from heaven that Jesus died for your sins? Did that change your life forever? How about hearing that Jesus wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, fire, fire? Did that change your your life forever when you were endued with power and ability from on high? How about when you heard that Jesus bore those stripes upon his back for our healing? Did that change your life forever? Hallelujah. How about when you heard that he sets the captives free, that we don't have to be bound, that we don't have to be oppressed, that we don't have to be depressed. How about when you heard in Psalms 3, 3, that he is the glory and he is the lifter up of our head. You knew from that moment, no more down days. He lifts me out of this pit and I'm not going back there. One word from heaven can change your life forever. That's why we need to read the word of God. That's why we need to come together in corporate meetings. That's why we need to be in church. We need to be praying in the spirit because you never know when he's going to impart something on the inside of you. I've been in meetings when I didn't feel like going to church. I've been sitting right here in this hot little chair right here when my body would rather be at home in bed. But the man of God, yes, my husband, he is my husband. But when I'm sitting right here in this chair, he is my pastor and he speaks the word of God and it goes into my life. And time after time, I've received a word from heaven out of his mouth. Sometimes when he goes to take a side journey, that side journey hits me, right? here in my spirit. That's why we need places like this. If this is your church, be in church. One word from heaven will change your life forever. Now let's read on here in verse 12. Glory be to God. I didn't know all that was in there, but I don't have very many notes tonight, but sometimes that's the best way to go. Isaiah 55 verse 12. For you shall go out with what? Go out with what? 
Go out with sorrow? Go out beat down? No. Go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains shall break forth into singing before you. And the trees of the field shall clap their hands. When we came to California, we were led forth with peace. We didn't know what was going to happen when we got here. But we knew we had the peace of God on the inside of us. Have you just ever stepped out because you had peace? You didn't know everything that was going to happen. You didn't know all that God was going to do, but you knew you had peace. And when we follow after peace, you know what that is? That's being led by the spirit of God. Cause when you are led by the spirit of God, there's a peace. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Well, how does God lead his sons and his daughter? How do you know that you got saved? How do you know you're born again? You know how the spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Well, if it's that simple in knowing how you're born again, it's the same way in knowing how to be led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit will bear witness with your spirit. I heard uh, years ago, Brother Hagin used to use the illustration when Jesus actually appeared to him in a vision and taught him about being led by the Spirit. And he said, the number one way that I lead my children is by an inward witness. Then he gave Brother Hagin an illustration about something he'd been dealing with him on. And he said, how did you feel on the inside about that? And he said, I felt like a, a red light, like a stop, like don't do that. He said, that's a check in your spirit. And then this other incident, how'd you feel about that? He said, just felt kind of velvety on the inside, a green light. Like, do that. It's just as simple as that. But the problem is, is we have to stop, look, and listen. We got to be quiet enough to pick up what he's saying on the inside of us. And we have to follow after that peace. Have you ever done something? Have you ever said something? And then you were like... Oh, you couldn't sleep that night. You are, you said something and it was out there and you were like, I'd like to take those words back. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. What was that? Your peace was disturbed. There was a check on the inside of us. And when we have that, it's just to help us to identify, okay, that's my spirit. My spirit's grieved. Well, what do we do? We repent. We repent, we plead the blood, we say, I'm sorry if we need to repent to a person, we take care of the situation. And then the next time you find yourself needing direction, check on the inside. Is that peace there? Or is there that red light? I heard somebody, a minister today, is listening to Mark Brzee, and he said, you know, used to, I could use that illustration, that red light means stop. Green light means go. But he said, that doesn't work so much these days. The red light in a lot of cases means hurry, get through the intersection. (laughs) Yellow light doesn't mean slow down and proceed with caution. It means go real fast. But that's not what they're supposed to mean. 
Red light supposed to mean stop. Green light means go. And that's why, how he leads us on the inside of us. Led forth with peace. Now let's look at another scripture. We're going to be going back to this verse in Isaiah 55. So you might want to keep your finger there. But Isaiah 48, just a few pages over, verse 17. And we want to look at this one in the Amplified. Aren't you glad for the leadings of the Lord? Aren't you glad as a born again, spirit filled believer? We have peace. The peace of God that passeth all understanding belongs to us. When people in the world are so uptight, so worried, so full of anxiety, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They just are all worked up. You and I've got the prince of peace on the inside of us. That same peace that led Pastor Mark and I to California 29 years ago is that same peace that has kept us here. You know, there's been opportunities when the peace was a little disturbed because of crazy people and things going on around us. But every time that has happened, we'd have to stop and say, okay, but what's on the inside? If the peace of God is still on the inside to stay, then we can't be moved by circumstances. We can't be moved by crazy Christians. When we first came to California, I I thought, you know, because I grew up in Oklahoma. Oklahoma spent some time in Minnesota and people in Oklahoma, at least back then, were a little bit different than some of the folks in California. I'm not putting anybody down, but there was a little bit more stability in Pawnee County, if you know what I'm saying. There was generations of people that had lived there forever and, you know, strong family and all of that stuff. When we first came to California, I was like, what in the world? It's like this, the state is full of granola Christians, nuts, fruits, and flakes. But anyhow... None of you, none of you, y'all are still, you're good, you're here. But anyway, we can't be led by people and by situations and by circumstances. It's got to be the peace, the velvety feeling on the inside. And this is what the Lord, this is what he wants to do in our lives. Isaiah 48, 17 in the Amplified. Thus says the Lord, our Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God. And then listen to this. Who teaches you to profit. Who leads you in the way that you should go. I think we ought to shout. Woo! We got a teacher on the inside of us. We got the Holy Ghost who's sent to be our helper. And what does he do? It tells us in the book of John, the Holy Spirit is sent to be our teacher, to be our guide, to be our comforter, to be our intercessor, to be our advocate, to be our standby. All that we need, our counselor. But this verse says he teaches us. And what does he teach us? He teaches us to profit. Did you know when you serve the Lord and you serve the Lord with joy and gladness, he's not going to teach you to go broke. He's not going to teach you to be how to be sick and how to be depressed and oppressed. No, the Holy Spirit, the teacher teaches us how to profit. Glory to God. 
And that's not just financial blessings. Of course, that's part of it. Aren't you glad? He said he'd meet all of our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But teaching us to profit, that involves you knowing what to do in every situation. Teaching you to profit means when you run up against a mountain, when you run up against an obstacle, you might not know right away how to get around it or how to destroy it. But when you seek the Lord, he teaches you. He gives you the answer. He shows you the way of escape. When you run up against a situation with perhaps your teenagers, they're rebelling and they're acting crazy and you don't know what to do. You may not know how to act. At that moment. But if you will seek the Lord. He will teach you to profit. When we profit. That means we overcome. In every area of life. When we are profiting. That means that we are on top. Of every situation. When we are profiting. That means we are blessed coming in. We are blessed going out. We are the head. And not the tail. We are above and not beneath. Glory to God. It means that we are blessed, blessed, blessed. Amen. He teaches us to profit. And what else does he do? He leads us in the way that we should go. He leads us. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer. Is he your redeemer? Are you redeemed? Are you born again? Are you washed in the blood? Then he is your redeemer. And your redeemer says, I'm going to teach you to profit. I'm going to lead you in the way that you should go. Certainly, we've all taken some detours and we've all made wrong turns. But when our heart is right and we continue to seek after him, he'll help us. He'll gently guide us. He'll direct us and he'll get us right back into that path that leads us into our place of prosperity. That leads us into that position to profit. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that? When we came to California, Mark and I were not that old naturally or even spiritually. We weren't spiritual giants. We still aren't. But that still small voice of the Holy Spirit taught us to profit. It led us into our place called there. And he is no respecter. A person. He will do the same and he is doing the same in everybody's life that will call upon him. He's got a place where you will profit. He's got your place called there having to do with your employment, having to do with relationships, having to do with the church that you should be hooked up with. That's the place. That you will profit in and he will lead you to that place if you're open and if you yield to the spirit of God's dealings. Amen. Now let's go back over to Isaiah chapter 55 verse 12. 
This we'll look at it in the King James again. Lead you forth with peace. But what else did it say in the first part of that verse? Oh, hallelujah. For you shall go out with what? Woo! You shall go out with what? Woo! Hallelujah. I have to tell you the truth. When we left Minnesota, I went out with joy. I liked the people there fine, but I was thankful that I hadn't, didn't have to be a frozen chosen for the rest of my life. Woo! I went out with joy. Hallelujah. And led forth with peace, joy in my heart because I had been delivered from the snow. Woohoo! <laughs> but whatever God tells us to do, go out with joy. We started out reading in Psalms 105, verse 1 through 5. But in that same chapter, you don't have to turn over there, but verse 43, it starts talking about how God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. How he brought them out of bondage. And I love verse 43 of Psalms 105. You can put it up there if you want. Verse 43, he brought forth his people with joy. And his chosen with gladness. He brought forth his people with what? Joy. Joy. And his chosen with gladness. You know what happened on that day? There was millions of Jews, millions of the children of Israel. They had been slaves. They had been beaten. They hadn't been fed properly. But the Bible tells us even right there in that same chapter that when he brought them forth with joy, there was not one feeble among their tribes. Think of that. Millions of people. They weren't all in their 20s. They weren't all in their 30s. They were elderly, but there wasn't one feeble. They weren't carrying them out on beds like you see in some of those movies. No, there wasn't one feeble that tells me they came out with joy. They started thinking about, whoo, look what the Lord hath done. Look what the Lord hath done. Yesterday I was a slave. Today I am a free man. Woo! Look what the Lord hath done. Yesterday I was in the land of bondage. Today I'm heading to my promised land. Look what the Lord hath done. They started thinking about what Jesus had done for them. They started thinking about what the Lord their God was delivering them out of. And they got so happy that joy got in their hands. That joy got in their feet. That joy got in their mouth. They were a singing group of people. They like to sing psalms unto the Lord their God. And they started singing about the deliverance of God's hand. They started singing about what God was taking them out of and what they were headed to. And that joy got all over them. And you know what happened? That joy gave them strength. That's why there wasn't one feeble among their tribes. Woo! Because he brought them forth with joy. What does Nehemiah 8.10 say? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God. 
Rebadandre Boko Sombra. Woo, Masabatarata. It's good to rejoice what I brought you out of. But oh, woo, Hasabrandada. You ought to really be happy about what I'm bringing you into, says the Lord. Woo, Hallelujah. Oh, oh, days, days of heaven upon the earth, days of increase, days of increased strength, days of supernatural strength, for you will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. As you wait upon me, I will infuse you with power from on high, and you will run, and you will finish your course, and you will finish your course with joy. Hallelujah. Woo! And the vision of this church shall be fulfilled. And and the end shall be greater than the beginning. Glory be to God. Woo! Hallelujah. This church was a bandrasata. It was birthed because of the leading of the Spirit. This very group of people have come together because they have been drawn together by the Spirit of God. Some have moved even from different locations and they have been brought to the Bay Area to offer their supply in this very place and my hand has arranged and my hand has orchestrated who needs to be here and the supply that needs to be offered and it's all been a strategic plan in the realm of the spirit for I am putting people and I am putting things into place for this last great move this last great influx of souls of the mighty harvest for you shall reap a mighty harvest from the bay area and and as that harvest begins to come in in multiplied fashion where you have seen tens born again, you will now see hundreds that will come into the kingdom of God. It is harvest time off of the seeds, the seeds of prayer, the seeds of the word, the seeds of finances that have been sown the last 29 years. It's harvest time. Woo! Hallelujah. And what do you do in time of harvest? Woo! Isaiah 9, 3 says, They rejoice. They rejoice. <laughs> they rejoice in time of harvest. Woo! Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Let's all lift our hands. Let's lift our voice. Let's just rejoice. Ha ha ha. Look 
what the Lord hath done. Woo! Oh, Lord, you are good. God, you are good. We rejoice. We rejoice. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. The best. The best is yet to come. You go ahead. You got, go ahead. You got something. I'm done. The best is yet to come. Ha 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 And be not weary in well doing. For you shall reap if you faint not. Some of you are tempted to faint. Some of you that have been born again for years and years are tempted to be discouraged and to say, but where is the harvest? It seems like the body of Christ is at a standstill, that we are in a holding pattern. But thus saith the Lord of hosts, it is harvest time. Don't faint. Don't faint in your season of reaping. It's harvest time for some of you, for your families. You have stood for years for their salvation. Oh, begin to rejoice like they were here with you tonight. For I see it done. I see it done. I see it done. Woo, hallelujah. Woo, glory. Glory. Ha 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 And even concerning finances. Even concerning leading you into your wealthy place. There are many of you that have you have faithfully sown of your finances year after year, and in some cases, decade after decade. Oh my, 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 that seed, that seed is in rich soil. That seed is in hot ground. And the time has come for the bresobreta, the reaper, to overtake the sower. Those seeds that you have planted, now, now they spring up. Now there is an abundance. Now there is overflow. For I have searched and I have looked and I have found faithful, faithful men, faithful women. And I know <laughs> you can be trusted and that the brosabakata. So the overflow and the abundance in the area of finances. Glory be to God. For the work, for the work, for the work, for the work. I am blessing. I am prospering. I am bringing this entire congregation into their wealthy place so that so we can concentrate on the harvest. We call this building paid in full. 
This building is nothing more than a tool. It's a harvest tool. It's a harvest barn. And it is a mighty harvest. And it is a mighty harvest. For you have put a stake down in the Bay Area. You have planted where people said you won't reap a harvest. You have established the word of God and you have established in your hearts that God has built this house and God has raised it up for such a time as this. And I, my eyes are looking throughout the whole earth to find a faithful man, to find a faithful woman, to find a faithful congregation that their hearts are knit together and there is a bond of unity and there is a one accord and when there is that then my spirit will be poured out like a rushing mighty wind and I have found such a place. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Woo! Your voices come up before me as one voice as you petition me on behalf of the Bay Area and on behalf of the lost. (laughs) And I am well pleased and I will show myself strong. Woo! Hallelujah! Woo! Glory be to God. A bond of the Spirit. One accord. Knit together and knit by me. Knit to me. To my heart. To my plan. To my purpose. (laughs) And my plan and my purpose shall be established. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Everybody begin to say, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. pass. And our latter years will be greater than our former. We're not going to look back to days of old and say, oh, it was so awesome in the 80s. Oh, it was so great in the 90s. Yes, we're thankful. Yes, we remember and we rehearse what the Lord has done. But don't look back longingly. Don't look back thinking that your best years are behind. You reach forward. You press. Hallelujah. Woo! And you say on a continual basis, my best days are just ahead. Glory be to God. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, let's just all begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh,